to it. I'm all good. Mindset Mashup Podcast here we are. Eventually, that's what I will say. For those of you that have been watching my podcast for a while, you know that it's always looks smooth. We've got, we've got some nice stuff in the background, but I just want to say this podcast is taking us a little while longer to get here. Uh, we'll go into that in a minute, but listen, if you're new here, we just want to welcome you. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share. Uh, but ultimately, just I hope whatever you take from today, you implement it into your life. That's ultimately what this is all about. Learn with me and implement it. And today, I've got a wicked guest, another podcaster, another entrepreneur. Goes by the name of Aaron. Aaron, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, appreciate you inviting me on, mate. Looking forward to it. And uh I know what it's all about. I started off on Zooms myself, so it's, it's a good place to be. It's a good way to meet people without having to do all the traveling in between. That's what it is. When you're at the moment, I'm at a point where, and I suppose it always will be, where time is an asset and where I'm still juggling, juggling a job and entrepreneurship, I've got to make the most and I enjoy these conversations and this allows me to be able to do both. But Without going into too much detail, I think the job's going to be coming to an end soon. I can't say too much because in case the employer is listening, but, um, <laughs> but you know, um, we're getting there. And um, in the true fashion of entrepreneurship, Aaron, I feel like that little hiccup that we just had, a very small, very small hurdle along the way, it tells me a lot about you. You stay calm, you stay chilled, you're happy to help. There was even a point where you were going to set up the Zoom meeting to host my podcast on, which I, which I appreciate. But I've got to shout out Zoom for sorting out so quickly. Um, but I just really appreciate your time, man. And for those that may not know of you, may not know of your, um, your, your business, would you give us just a short introduction? Cool. So, yeah, I'm Aaron Knightley. And um, originally and for, for some while now, I'm the founder of Knightley Investment Group which is an investment firm that acts as a middleman to clients who want to move money. So that that's that was the bread and butter of where all this started. Um, well, it started a long time ago in terms of the entrepreneurship journey, which we, I'm sure we'll get into at some point. But that's kind of the bread and butter. I've tried and done a lot of different things. Some has, you know, some some ideas, some business ventures, some things that I've mucked around in played with toyed with tried you know some have worked some haven't so I've tried a lot of things I've ticked off a lot of boxes which is a part of I think any entrepreneur's journey is to go through a stage of ticking off the boxes because there there are so many options um found a few things that worked ended up uh sticking with finance it suited me the whole networking building on a network is is, is paid very well um then obviously moving on to socials, implementing that, helping people along the way. I'm still very much on my own journey, uh, far from successful or anywhere where I, I want to be. Um, but enjoying it, was fully employed, left full-time employment, started um, a few businesses now, have a few products, author, stuff like that, YouTube, as you said, podcaster, uh, most recently TikToker, a few other things in between. Uh, and co-owner of, of Peak Performance Events and, and a new company on the way to be released um, in the new year, which is exciting. So a few different things, but um, very much spinning the plates and trying to keep it all afloat. Well, how would you say, well, you mentioned spinning the plates and I've spoken to, I've spoken to all sorts of different entrepreneurs now from, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I had a sort of an author which writes 
dark poetry, which is about sort of paranormal activity. And I find it all very interesting, but something that comes up quite common on these podcasts is that, that spinning plates and juggling more than one ball. How would, as an entrepreneur, do you think there could be any misconceptions ab about that, which could be a helpful insight to someone listening? I think we hold on to a lot of old terminology. So I think we're really, obviously, we use that word quite a lot. I mean, my God, I say it a lot, you know, entrepreneur, you know, I get, I guess, and I say it in different ways sometimes. I say entrepreneur. <laughs> you, know, like you say it, you know, we say it in so many different ways. Really, it's, it's, um, it's a creative individual who, who can't normally sit still, has a lot of, um, brain power is always thinking is always on the go and it's then obviously channeling that you know it's very there's you know the similar traits it's very close from criminals to entrepreneurs and i think the only difference is is that some are guided some have some are in the right networks and some aren't you know a criminal can make money out of of nothing and i think it's very much the same for people who go down an entrepreneurial journey so i think spinning multiple plates is a constant self-improvement self-development acts that we're always going through and it's never going to be right because plates will fall off and it is hard to do um but i think you work out very quickly who really wants it and who doesn't because it's it's testing from day one like it's not testing day two or month three or month four or a year later it's testing from day one if you're really going into it you know not half-hearted and i think for anyone that is within the circle of entrepreneurship is that you soon learn that you can have a support network, but the most important person is you. That is the most important individual that's going to see all of this through. And, you know, I'm always learning new strengths that I've got very thick skin. I'm able to get back up on the horse. Um, just it's, it's, a, it's a huge mental thing. You know, it's really mindset stuff. So, yeah, spinning plates is just a part of it but I wouldn't have it any other way, to be honest. And I, I completely agree. I, I've had someone on here talk about how often people associate entrepreneurship with a sort of, it's all, they're all about money, but, and all about sort of freedom, but actually too much freedom for an entrepreneur is probably their worst nightmare because I know myself sitting around a beach doing nothing is that, 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 that doesn't fulfill me at all, to be honest. No, I actually had a conversation as I was getting my barnet chopped earlier. Um, is that someone said, "Oh, you're not fancy going to Dubai? You'd love it." And I've never, I've never really been interested. Interested because I'm, I'm very much a big believer in momentum. You know, everyone has their own journey. Everyone has different needs and satisfactions and materialistic things and rewards and 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 stuff like that. And I've, I've always because of my background, I, I am very humble. You know, I am very grounded, you know, as I am now, I'll be face to face. If I had nothing, I'm going to be the same as I am now. If I had a hundred million in a bank, I know that I'd be exactly the same as I am now. I do not change. I do not fluctuate in, in, in who I am. So. Where do you think that's come from? Just my background. Explain that. I, I come from a work, very lower working class. Didn't have a lot. Came from a council estate, went down a very wrong path. I was a very different individual. 11 years ago, 10, 10, 11 years ago, um, used to get in a lot of trouble. Uh, you know, I could have gone down a very different path. I had a very different background. When I had my son, that's when it changed. And um, for, for me, I, you know, I've never suffered from anxiety or depression. Thankfully, I do have very thick skin. I've adopted my dad's ability to switch off. 
in terms of when I need to cut emotion, I can go emotionless. I can cut people very quickly. So I've never, you know, I can have it all going on, but I can detach. I'm not addicted or in comparison with anyone on social media. I don't feel the need to go to Dubai. I don't feel the need to buy a Rolex. I don't feel the need to do this. I don't feel the need to do this because I'd rather keep momentum high because I have a bigger reason than money. And I, I you know, a, a massive changing point for me was when I had my son, when you realize that there is, there is something bigger than you in the world. And if we actually just take a wider angle and, and a wider view at the economy and what's going on, it's not going to be the best place in 20 years time. It's going to be very hard. So if you do have children, you do need to start thinking about them and how life might be when, when they're a little bit older. And that's been a big focus for me is more of, can I just give him comfort and opportunity and, and options and private medical care when he's older? And that, that is probably one of the biggest drivers in order to determine and say, I'm going to work today or I'm going to get up late and do that. Um, opposed to just saying, Oh, you know, I, I need to pay the finance and the Mercedes at the end of the month. That's not a drive. You see. What about, cause I totally get that. And I'm just want to sort of play another angle. So, where do you stand on because you, you said you come from humble humble beginnings if you like you've ex, experienced sort of different cult different cults like subcultures of society and that's made you who you are today do you ever worry that you could provide too much to your son yeah, yeah I, I, well oh no so in that no so he's he's you know he's he's very grounded so in terms of um he's not spoiled by any means. He's, um, he has to work for things like he learns all about finance, you know, um, how old is he He's sitting opposite me now? He's nine. He's, um, he's very grounded as well. You know, yeah. he, he appreciates very small things and that's the way that we keep it. But we also enjoy certain things, but you know, in terms of materialistic things, we, we actually, my family and I, we don't, we don't live like that. Like me and my wife and my son, we we actually live very humbly you know we don't um we don't go out and buy materialistic things you know so i think in doing that it allows you to go that much faster in other areas like investments like savings like building a business you know peak performance events you know we're documenting all the behind the scenes and what's happening that you know we're documenting that going from zero no money in a business to having Alan Sugar in the background in that business, uh, to turning in, that into a million pound company. That that's only one of the companies that that will uh, be the umbrella of many subsidiaries. So we're going to show everyone how you can take a company from zero to a million pound turnover, um, and that's growing. That's growing rapidly. So it's just about if you focus and um, you surround yourself with good people, and you are that individual that doesn't switch off on a Friday, because let's face it, momentum's high on a Friday. Why would you turn off for the Saturday and Sunday? Yeah. That's why I don't feel the need to go to Dubai for four weeks. Um, because when you're in, when you're in the prime of momentum, uh, certainly when we look at the angle of, of TikTok for me, you know, momentum is high on TikTok and the possibility of TikTok is, um, is huge like huge so you really have to capitalize on things going well in your life and to to turn around and stop and go oh you know i'm going to celebrate this weekend i'm going to go out with the lads or the girls and and have a few drinks and stuff like that because i think i've done all right this week um 
yes to some degree but at the same time if momentum's high keep it going for as long as you can that's just my opinion and I think there's a lot to say in that and I, I said in a podcast a few weeks ago which seemed to get along quite well on TikTok I spoke about entrepreneurship has really taught me who I am in both failure and success because who you become in the midst of success and celebration can also tell you a lot about you uh, in in the in those moments you know and I completely relate to where you're coming from momentum for me I get so much joy out of that I get so when when you're on in that momentum and you're in that zone I just feel I, I feel unstoppable in those moments you know yeah and and, and you, you need to capitalize on those moments yeah because they don't last like and this I'm someone who I'm very disciplined I'm very motivated but they don't last those momentum. You can regain it. You can regain it, but something happens. <laughs> it's you know, it's like it's like running. You know, everyone everyone can walk around the block. You know, everyone can jog or run around a block. Not everyone can do a marathon. Not everyone can do an Ironman. You know, you you have to build up to these things. And you know, momentum for me is. Um, you know, a, f- a friend of mine, Simon Leslie. You know, he done he done extremely well. He's you know he's worth over 150 million. Um, good friends with his son, and he turned around and it's always stuck with me when he said this. Honestly, I tell this to everyone. It's really stuck with me, and it's just honestly, I couldn't. I'm so glad he said it to me. Um, and I'll tell I'll tell you something else that he he sent me a message. I'll actually um I'll, I'll actually read it out. Is um he said why on earth would anyone go quick uh, slow nowadays? And obviously when he elaborated, I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, there's too much opportunity to grow quick, to build a business quick, to learn, to develop, to self-educate. So why would you turn around and say, oh, I'll wait till Monday morning or mm. I'll wait to the weekend? What you know, what you know, why? Why would you wait? So that's why when you look at your time management of a day, you really need to be looking at it going, right, am I doing the priority tasks first? Am I getting done the things that will generate new income? Am I replying to the most important people in my network? Am I making the phone calls? And instead of pretending like you're a busy entrepreneur thinking, oh, I'm going to spread it out over three, four days because that makes me feel good that I've got something to do every day. And no, what I would do is I'd, I'd just swap that and just cram that into a, a smart period during the day. And that's true. You can grow too quick on TikTok. You know, I've got friends earning 40, 50,000, 60,000 a month. That's not a joke. Mm. I've got friends that are earning 40, 50,000 pounds a month on TikTok alone. That's not then taken in consideration brand, collaboration, filtering off onto different areas, businesses that can be built, monetization in different areas. That, you know, smell the leather, go to a Porsche showroom, sit in the Porsche and actually smell what could be and um, and then put a plan into place because it we can grow too quick. And I'll, I'll read this out to you. I've got this lovely message. This is actually, I was going through a bit of a downtime in terms of had a few deals fall through, business was tough. And I got this message from a very successful individual um, who's very close to my network. And I just got this message through it. It came at the right time. Hi, Aaron, just to let you know, I've been watching you grow. You've been using better language. You're ordering against what you want and you're delivering against it. Just remember, only those who go too far know how far they can go. And I thought. That's nice. That was weird how I needed that. Mm. And that just reminded me all those times where I'm sitting there and I'm working late. and, And, you know, I've always been that guy that 
when I was fully employed, I'd come home from work, which was late, or days that I was off, I'd work. I'd stay out with my family. I'd play with my little boy who's running about now. And then when they've all gone to sleep, I'd watch Netflix. I'd do all the family stuff. And then I'd get back up. I'd come downstairs and I'd open up my laptop and I'd work for another three, four hours. Not many people are willing to do that. So, and that just reminded me when he said, only those who go too far know how far they can go. And I just thought, I'm that individual mm. that will comfortably drive around in the Mercedes. Worry-free. So I just, um, you know, little things like that. That's how your network taps in. So, yeah, I agree. You know, that that message, I got that at the right time. And, and you know, having a network around you also plays a massive part in entrepreneurship. It's just massive. You spoke about plates a lot. And as we've just spoke for that period of time there, I felt like you, you touched on something that resonates deeply with me, which is the the inward work before you begin the outward work and Massively. every skill you've spoke about then has it's almost nothing related to business but it's exactly what a good businessman needs <laughs> and yeah go on sorry go on, go on. i was just gonna say front end work front it's all front loaded that's the hardest part about all of this i actually said this to my wife the other day bless her she turned around and she was asking you know because uh maybe we'll touch on tiktok shortly but you know there's a lot of time and effort that's gone into tiktok and everything to do with business or entrepreneurship everything is front front end loaded you don't get away from it you need to know that you've got to put in three four five six months might be longer it might be longer but the back end will pay out quicker than it would in a normal nine to five. So you can get paid on the regular in a nine to five and it'll be consistent. There's still not maximum control. You're still, you're still not in full control. It's still high risk, believe it or not, working in a full-time employment. And that's where this delusion is, is yeah. that full-time employment during Christmas periods, which when people say, oh, you know, during times like this in the Christmas period when things are expensive and blah, 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 means diddly squat. You, you have less control in a full-time job than you do having working for yourself. Caveat and counter to that, some people would say, yeah, but it's a bigger risk to run your own business. No, it's not because business and entrepreneurship is results driven. If you're a hard worker, you're consistent, you don't give up, you're going to have great results. So it's not, I'm not going to fire myself. And you also know, we all so know people that have worked hard in full-time employment and are earning minimum wage. Like we all, we, I think we can all know, we all know someone like that. Look, I've never understood it. It's, it's old school mentality. And this is big mission for me on my lives, my TikTok, the message that I'm spreading is that, when someone turns around and says, oh, I've been in my job 30 years, 30 years. Yeah, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's that you, I wouldn't go around telling people that means 30 years of no growth. Yeah, but I've had four promotions. Yeah, which was the net equivalent to seven and a half thousand pounds. Yeah, but yeah, but I, you know, I went from 20 to, to 45,000. Yes, gross. Not net. So, you know, there is more control and more flexibility and more opportunity in being reliant on yourself to do well. I, I, completely, just... I completely agree. And another thing, as you, as you were talking about then, it's we're using currency as a measure here. And actually, there's another currency like self-development, like self growth, that 
maybe your company's not offering you like maybe dissatisfaction come into that pay rise like I understand, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying money isn't important. Of course, we should be going after money. Of course, we need to be earning as much as possible. But actually, there's other measures. You've been in the job for 30 years, and if you feel like you haven't grown as a person, then that, that to me, and, and I've seen that. I've, I've actually seen that in employment. I've been in full-time employment for the last, God knows, it's probably since 2013 now. And... I've seen people that have been there 20, 30 years and they, and I'll go in and I'll spend two, three, four years and they say the same thing day after day after day. And then you put it on them and then they come up, I've had pay rise, I've had this. And I feel like they use that as a justification for suffocating their own dreams. It's it's baby boomers. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, look at my biggest video on TikTok, nearly 18 million. It'll probably be by end of next week. And all the comments that are, more so disagreeing they're all baby boomers and i call them all out because they're envious they're jealous they're regretful they're annoyed at the opportunity that they've got to their 40s 50s and 60s working 60 70 hour weeks 52 weeks of every year that's a lot of time that they're losing out so yes they're annoyed when they see people in their 20s and early 30s only working four or five hours earning the same equivalent uh, you know equivalent money that they might have been earning in a year that they might be earning in a month yes it's a reality but but it is front end loaded work that needs to be done that's why i always say to people do what i did work as hard as you can outside of your full-time job go in do your contracted hours Keep your head down, block everyone on social media. Don't say a fucking dicky bird. Go home, work hard, get to a stage where it matches your income, build up a great three, four, six month emergency fund, and then start looking at options on how, if you want to go full time in entrepreneurship, if not, and you're happy at balancing them, you know, side note, I loved my last full time job. I just didn't like the way people were being treated and I didn't need to put up with it anymore. I didn't need to. I was not in a position where I had to, and I didn't. So I chose to leave because that was the right time for me. Um, so, but you need to you need to do that. That's hard work. I think we just need to put. It, I don't want to use. I was going to use the word disclaimer then, but I'm not into disclaimers because this the whole reason why I'm I'm up for I'm up for free talking, and that's what we're allowed to do. So that's what we're going to do here. We're not saying that full time work is you shouldn't be doing it, but. In my head, I think if you have a dream that is that doesn't involve full-time work, you should be thinking as hard as you can. Start with the inward work, then start working outward. Do what you need to do to, to, to get out of it as, yeah. as quick as you can. Let me put it like this, right? This is, this is categorically a fact. Right? There isn't any argument to this. Go on. Every single person that is in full-time in full-time work, I'm going to address parents first. If I was to say in a room full of thousands and thousands of people that are in full-time employment, who's a parent? Everyone puts their hand up. Would you or what would you not love to spend as much time, valuable time watching your children? You know, parents who love their children are generally good parents. We've got all types of parents out there. Yeah. But parents who love their children, my only goal in life me personally, is to spend every single day with that little nine-year-old boy who's in the kitchen at the moment, every single day. That's my only goal. Now, it should be the same for every other parent because when you're a parent, it, it becomes 
you know, life is so much bigger than you. It becomes about that child. Therefore, if you can buy time back, why would you want to go and spend 40, 50, 60 hours away from your house in a location with people that don't care about you and you don't really care about them that would stab you in the back um, and to an employer who you're essentially building their business to spend time away from your family 52 weeks of every year? It doesn't make sense. And for the parents that turn around and say, but I love my job and I'm so passionate about it. That's because there's a lack of education and a lack of smelling the leather to the possibility of what businesses in the 21st century can bring from the comfort of a phone or a laptop at your home if you build the correct business. But people think of businesses, warehouses, employees, printers, cars, vehicles, um, you know, excess money going out, really hard to start, huge amounts of stress, anxiety and depression. It's not. I have very little depression walking around at my own leisure as I did today closing off deals on my phone. There was no stress with that. That's the possibility. I'm not doing anything special. That's a possibility for everyone. And I I actually, I get annoyed when I hear this age excuse because there's no excuse. Like there's people 40, 50 years old just starting off and they're doing doing really good. So I, I don't, I don't like that. And I think the system, I think the system that's been created, it is outdated and it, and I think it is down and like people might want to say stuff on your TikTok video about you, but at the end of the day, if we're not going to call this out, then who is? And yeah. it does need to be said. It does need to be addressed. And the people that want to stay in work will stay in work. But the people that don't, it might just be the motivation they need to have an insightful, have insightful dialogue, which is only positive for society to go out there and do something with themselves. Yeah. But, but also looking at the facts of look, and, and I'll back you in saying, you know, to anyone listening, as I say in my own videos, I'm not hating on anyone that's employed I've been employed <laughs> for, for, for nearly 10 years of my life, you know, so I'm not hating on that either, but, but there is a huge possibility in today's day and age. We are not in the 50s, 60s and 70s and 80s anymore. Earning 10 to 20,000 pounds a month is very realistic. It is too. Re- it's actually too realistic. And going back to what, Going back to what you said earlier as well, I, I just want to, what you, what was that thing that you said about slow? Why would you go slow? Why would you I, go slow? I just want to say that you're not saying that you should go fast, but what you're saying is that you shouldn't slow down. Like, like you shouldn't slow down for the weekends. Or just, is that, am, am I right? Am I right saying that? Yeah. It's just when momentum's high, like, you know, I'm just saying take action yeah. on it, but then yeah. let's, let's not, let's not get it wrong. There are people out there. To make any business work nowadays is sales and marketing. So if you're good at sales and you're good at marketing, because if you're going to start a business now, I would always recommend that it's online and that you can serve the mass. Because if COVID taught us anything, we do need to be able to pivot and adapt online to continue selling or marketing, whatever it is your business is. And, you know, in order to do that, you need to be able to communicate, public speaking, sales, um, just good communication and a good marketing strategy. Not everyone can do that, but you can learn how to do that. I mean, my God, the amount of audible books that I've listened to, you know, it was a massive game changer for me because I was listening on the move. And again, leverage, leverage of time. Like who has time to get home from work, open up a book and read on an armchair. So let's speak about yeah, yeah, 100%. Audible, shout out. Like, I, I absolutely love it. Podcast, I'll put um, a 
picture up um, a video off my Instagram the other day and I spoke about how I was literally there was a point in my life where I wasn't on any side hustles I was, but I had that vision that that's what I wanted to do I was yeah. genuinely treating podcasts and audiobooks like fucking lectures I was yeah. writing notes I was implementing but um, I want to come back that oh, I wanted to move on it didn't it didn't want that bit to be about me but I wanted to ask you something uh, because I think this might be quite insightful you have had a video that is going to be but it will reach 20 million. It will reach 20 million. Oh, yeah, yeah, easy. Uh, uh, and that's pretty sensational. Uh, and I also noticed that you've reached over a million more than once as well. And yeah. I want to ask you, you spoke about audio, audio books. Did you ever think you could do that? No. And this is this is the really funny thing is that you know, you, I don't really think many people know where their life's going to end up. Like you don't predict it, but the difference is as long as you're consistent, something's going to happen, you know, and as long as it's consistency in a good way, something's going to end up as a result. You know, if you do bad things for a bad, for a long time, you're going to end up in the Nick, you know, if if you're going to, if you're going to carry on doing good things and carry on trying and trying and trying, it will happen, but everyone's everyone's uh, everyone crosses the line at a different time, right? And then that line just gets extended, but not in a million years. But then I never thought TikTok would open up so many doors. And, and going back to taking action, which is a massive part, and you know, I have a lot of consultations during the week. I do one to ones, and I can smell and sense when someone will join a call, whether they're going to do what I say or not. That's why I don't offer mentorship. I only offer consultations because I'm not going to be responsible for someone to whether they go and do it or not. I'll tell them what they need to know. But the reason I don't go into mentorship and courses and anything like that is because then you, you then the onus is on you almost. And you can tell when people won't take action and that's fine. That's their, you know, that's their motive. That's their, that's the way it's panned out for them. That's their feeling, whatever it might be. Um, but taking action, and just as a prime example, when you hit above 50K on TikTok, and I'm still learning like every day because I'm getting access to all different things and stuff like that, and I'm having people reach out to me. And I've got a good network of people who are in like influencing agencies and stuff. So I can tap into pretty cool people. But as soon as you go above 50K on TikTok, you become very valuable to, to brands. 10K, you are valuable. But then there's something called, I can't remember what it's called. It's like minute, minor, and major as in, in terms of like your value to brands. So I'm kind of in that minor area. When, when you go above hundred K and beyond, you're like major. And, um, and what I realized very quickly is that I've got to capitalize on this. So I literally spoke to mama still got it huge on TikTok and Instagram. I spoke with a few other big TikTokers who were like million plus, And I was like, look, I want to start going after brands. I'm being told just to go after them. Is that, is that what you, is that what you think as well? And they're like, yeah. You know, and it goes back to if you want a job, you don't wait for the interview to come to you, do you? <laughs> yeah. You go get the job interview. And literally, I hired a VA. She's been doing brilliantly. She works every single day. And I open up my inquiries email that I've got here, and she's just been banging out emails all day. And I've had three verified big companies on uh, on Instagram who I really wanted to work with. Two, I've already had the Zoom call and two contracts offered to me. One I've got tomorrow at 10.15. Super exciting. That didn't just happen. I went fast. I took action. I hired a VA. I said, look, I put a template email. I said, can you do this? Contact all these people. And again, just a little bit of an insight to my plan over these next six weeks. I gave her a long list of 30 of the biggest podcasts in the UK. 
I'm booked onto six of them already over the next two weeks. Nice. The rest will keep coming through because now it's time to now it's time to get on every screen possible. And this is what's going to happen over the next eight to ten weeks. I'm going to end up on as many podcasts as I can. Why would I go slow? Do you see what I mean? Oh, well, it's coming up to Christmas. I've got to have December off. You know, I work really hard in November, so I can have December off. Great. I'm doubling down. Yeah. Actually, it's worth it. I think we should always be doubling. I think we should always be doubling down. If I'm being honest, I think double. I I think that's the. I think the times where you want to, where you want to, take your foot off the pedal is the times that you should be doubling down. I I I genuinely believe that with my heart. Yeah, it is, and also you know the biggest part and, and the biggest strides to making good money, but also being inspired to create new things because it's hard to stay inspired and motivated. Like I believe motivated is a bit of a made up word. Yeah. Same. Because, you know, it's just about routine and discipline. That's what it yeah. comes down yeah. to. Yeah. You, you either get out of bed or you don't. And, um, but what does make it easier is being around really good people. I say this a lot. It's very open. Um, most people who have worked with me or have followed me for a long time or, you know, follow my stories, you know, I'm working with some of the richest people in the UK you know, people who have made hundreds of millions, I'm not talking 10 million, they bought one Lambo and they're on Instagram and, you know, they're riding around, they go to Dubai and buy another Lambo. I'm talking hundreds of millions and I'm covered in tattoos. So we're not talking about the 10, 20, 30 million or even a million, they've made two, three million. I'm talking over 150 million in the bank, okay? That gives me a very good insight to what could be with longevity into something that you're really passionate about. So I'm not bothered about, looking at the two, three million, I'm happy to think of myself as a 56 year old man with 20, 30 million in the bank. That's where I'm at of my mentality. Um, Whether I achieve that or not is another thing, but what I will do is I will follow a process in order to get to as close as I can. So when you're around really good people, you know, my business partner for peak performance in a, in a million years, did we think we'd have Alan sugar on board? Tell us about that. Like when, when, how, how, how did that come about? Well, that came about as, you know, peak performance started to grow pretty quick. We were offered sponsorship left, right and centre. You know, I've got, um, I'm friends with some of obviously um, Alan Sugar's business partners um, already. I've got some ties into um, Alan Sugar and stuff like that. So there was already a a, sort of an external connection. And um, obviously we grew very quickly. We got in front of the right eyes. Certain people were invited to the event. They loved it. They reported back to him and mentioned about the event. Uh, Due to the event space, we needed to get trademarks. So one of his uh, law firms trademarked us globally. Um, There was some ins and outs there. And then he came on board. We're filming with him in January again. So he'd done us some good videos um, mentioning that he's on board and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we're back up. We're going to be filming with him in January. You know, that screams credibility. What would so you... that... Go on. No, no, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, so that opens up doors. And what, what I was going to say, what I was saying before, is that I introduced my business partner to a very good friend of mine who's who's always been there for, for many different reasons. He's um, He's helped me out with a lot of things. You know, he runs a company of over 200 employees. It turns over 200 million a year. He's done very well. We spent a few hours with him in his London office. And um, we're going back up um, in the next couple of weeks. It's a very different pond or kettle of fish 
when you are rubbing shoulders with a millionaire who's got a million quid, they made it on Instagram, they're driving in a Lambo, to going and sitting down with someone who's had every car on the planet, has houses all around the world, and is in very high connections in London. That's It's a different eye-opener. And I know all different types, but, but the top is a different eye-opener. How important would you say exposure is to to people because you're now exposed in situations so i suppose i can ask you how do you think exposure has changed the way that you look at life massively you know i spent most of my life being a skinhead i'm covered in tattoos i've got tattoos all over my body my back you know i lived a very different lifestyle but so it did change me you know even the way that i spoke you know i never did this whole steel and my g and i never did all that that crap but i did speak very different you know, and there are a lot of people and, you know, when people say to me or, or young lads and stuff like that, and they are talking in all this slang, I say to me, you need to cut it out. Yeah, but yeah, but that's the way that I talk. That's that's my, you know, my bros talk like that. Yeah, but you need to cut it out because believe me, you are not stepping into any decent room having that chat and you're going to do some serious business or you're going to do some some seriously great things if you're not willing to put on a different hat at certain times if you want to do that when you are with the lads and you're out and about and stuff like fine but when you're willing to go into these rooms because you want to expand your network because you want to rub shoulders with with bigger fish you are going to need to wear different hats and the people at the terminal say well i'm not changing for anyone i was born this way you know i talk like this i don't give a crap you know if, if i can't call someone who's worth 100 million my g and stuff like this and mm-hmm. fine fine but, but i don't want to know about it don't don't moan that you weren't able to go to the next level of growth i think the message there could be yeah you you if you shouldn't close you shouldn't close anything off before yeah, you shouldn't close anything off. I don't. I, that's that's what and I it believe. Does close doors off? That's that's what I mean. Look, I, you know, I used to hang around with people that used to talk very different. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but it will close doors. Yeah. If you want to open up new doors, and you want, and also, it's only a good thing. You know, I, I went from talking a certain way. There's no way I could go to certain rooms now, and to, and 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 talk in a in a way that is just is limiting. So if you you have to be very adaptable and you can't be the person that goes, I'm not changing for no one. Well, it's going to be very short lived and you are you are limited to what you can do. And the thing is, the truth of it is you're not at, it changing is the wrong word. You're staying the same. Like, no, you're yeah. right. You're not changing. You're staying the same. That's a better yeah. terminology because like that's that's the ultimate stagnation is that for me personally, I think that's failure. I think stagnating is the ultimate yeah. failure. Aaron, you don't come around anymore. Aaron, you, why aren't you meeting up with us anymore? Aaron, Aaron you, you've changed. No, I haven't changed. It's just that you have remained the same. Yeah, facts. You know, it's just that I've wanted more for my family. I've had a son. You know, I want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to live around there anymore. Yeah, well, well, you know, blah, blah. What it is, is it's, it's, it's revealing a bit of an insecurity and a bit of low self-esteem where other people think, oh, fucking hell, only if I'd have moved when he'd have moved. <laughs> If I'd have done, you know, I said to um a young lad, excuse me, I said to a young lad earlier, he was asking me about TikTok. He'd seen me on TikTok when I was getting my hair cut, he was in the barbers and he said, Oh, I've saw your video. And he was talking about it. He said, Oh, I've opened up a TikTok and stuff like this. And he said, um, he said, but you know, I just like I've got a lot of friends that are asking to do this and they want me to go out and stuff like this. I said, 
so this is almost like your first test. Can you say no to it? Yeah. Because in order to say no is the first step of you actually making strides get to getting your head down and, and doing something. And, you, and don't look for validation. Do you know, so many people are quick. And, and believe me, I've been there where you've done something and you want to tell people about it. Don't look for that false validation. Be happy that you've done it. Tell your close, close, you know, loved ones. But too many people are like, oh, I've just done this. And they want to tell people about it. But that's almost like a bit of bad karma. Just remain humble within what you're doing and let it maybe come out organically over 12, 18 months, a few years to where people, you, they can't avoid it anyway because it's all it's all on show. It's there, you've done it. You know what I mean? 100%. And I think that, I think saying no as an entrepreneur is something that's not spoken about enough, to be honest with you. I think, I think as entrepreneurs, we've got that juggling all these different plates, doing all these different things. And I'm, I've literally, when I say this, I'm talking, I learned this this year. Like that saying no, it could just get you closer to that one yes that you need. <laughs> that one yes, but well, I was too busy saying yes to too many things. And I, was, and I wasn't getting the opportunities that were required. And now I'm a little yeah. bit more, uh, what, what, what's the word? I'm a little bit more cautious about who, where, yeah. who I'm saying yes and who I'm saying no to. Because, and why is that? Because time is the most precious asset. Yeah. Time is so valuable. You know, so many people say, Aaron, do you want to meet up for a coffee when you're in London? Shall we do this? Shall we sit down and have a chat? You know, even old friends of mine still say, you know, shall I have a chat? I, I, I don't because, because I know what the conversation is going to be. Oh, you never guess what so-and-so and it's yeah. gossip or it's this and that. And, and the thing is, you really have to turn around and, you know, I use this a lot, return on time invested. If you're putting in time, what are you getting back for it? Well, you've you know? got two things. You've got time and energy and they both interlink. And if the time isn't, is like, if you look at it like a battery, if you go and spend a bit of time with someone and they're draining that battery, what do you think is going to happen when you leave that conversation? You're now, you're now operating at 60% when you're operating at 100%. You just lost the 40% of your charge having some rubbish conversation with someone. And then who's going to get the rest of that 60%? The family, the business and, and stuff like that. And this is, this is a problem. That's, that's the thing. And, and this journey is is tiring it's exciting and it's fulfilling but it is tiring so you need to understand these pockets or you know um excuse the pun but like you know we started peak performance but also you need to understand your peak performance timing and and for me it's you know i'm at my best between eight and a half eleven so i always say to people you know a lot of people say oh you know you talk about this peak performance or like i'm trying to understand when i'm at my best and when i should be working on my things and i always turn around to people and say when do you feel most comfortable to sell like when could you sell to that's someone that's because good. That, that's kind of that's kind well, of under, understanding your body clock when could you go into a room or knock on a door and sell to someone? And if you turn around and say, oh, I'd rather do it like mid-morning, bosh. That's your, that's your time. Your time. So that's when you need to be prospecting. Prospecting, that's when you need to be generating leads, um, which, you know, LinkedIn for, for any type of business that is lead uh, generational and, and stuff like that is, is massive for. So you need to pick these pockets of energy, hence why, I say no to a lot of coffees because, again, when a most time of coffee, when people want to meet up, mid-morning. It's during your peak performance. It's during my focus time. So, um, yeah, time management, big, big part of all of this. Aaron, we're, we're close to wrapping up. And I, I want to ask a couple of, a couple more questions. Uh, that, that okay, have just I've, come... got, I've got time as well. So you, you, you ask away. 
it's and this has gone on longer than oh, this has gone on longer than a lot of the podcast series and uh, a lot of other podcast episodes that I've had. But I, I really hope because we haven't focused so much on one particular subject. But I think that's the beauty of this conversation that we've just had because actually we've covered so much in such a little space of time. And I think some of the areas that we covered, I'm hoping people hear the message. And I'm I'm wondering if you were to give someone a summary right now of let's just say two to three areas that you and I have spoken about today. What do you think someone should go away and implement off the back of this conversation? I think realizing opportunity is huge. So it's not opportunity and more income and the prospect of having something bigger than what you already have isn't set for silver spoons or people from, it could be from people from single parents, council estate, gangs, you know, leaving prison. It's, it's literally up for the taking for everyone. You know, no, no one asks to know if you've got a criminal records in entrepreneurship. You know, there, there is no entry level. Entry level is just starting. So I would say opportunity is huge, especially through learning sales and marketing. I would say for anyone in full-time work is that if you love it, great. You know, I loved my previous job, just didn't like the, the what was going on. The systems. You know, the corruption side of the system um, and, and the lack of respect for people as human beings. Uh, I would say that building something alongside your full-time job is possible and there, and there aren't really excuses. If you're making excuses, it's because you're not, you're not wanting it enough. And, um, and if you're going to use social media, I would say just be the creator, never, ever, ever be the consumer that goes through seeking validation and, and is in a state of comparison their whole life. And, um, you know, social media can be great if you use it to monetize, but if you're using it to watch other people and where they're at, which a lot of it is false, it's, it's going to play with your, you know, your mental nerve system, you know, you know, anxiety, depression. So it alters your peak performance. I, I like we spoke a lot about peak performance yeah. and I love that word. I, I, I spent a lot of time finding that out about myself and I truly believe we spoke about exposure earlier on. Um, and to bring that in, what we expose ourselves to and what we consume will definitely interfere with how we how we engage with our peak performance. And peak performance is what is required to succeed. And that yeah. I, I think that's period. You need, you need the time, you need the energy, and you need, I, I would say the biggest thing, the, the biggest thing, if, if anyone's going to take anything away is the big hard hitter, is just self-belief. Because... Yeah. Honestly, family members, friends, everyone, it's very uh, its very generic. You hear people say this, but people will turn around and go, but what if it doesn't work? What's plan B? I've had people, I've had very close, I won't say who they are, but I've had, I've had family members say to me, but what's plan B? I say, there isn't a plan B. No. And, and there isn't a plan B because then plan A don't work. It's not, I, I just, I don't. And you know, the funny thing is that the only reason why plan b exists is is i believe is a lot of the time with taking risks when your kids learn how to walk you don't look at your wife or look at your partner and go what's plan b if they don't work it doesn't even come into your mind when when you don't get an interview or when you, you go to an interview you, and they, no one goes what's plan b if you don't get it you don't need to you're just going to keep going you're just going to keep getting it yeah. it only matters when it's to do with this sector specifically let, let me tell you something big as well. Help, asking for help. If you're an entrepreneur that is struggling, the, the biggest 
and the, the well the worst thing to do is go into your own hibernation yeah the, the biggest way to overcome that hurdle is just hold your hand up exposure and say, say someone in in business who's already there and just say mate i'm struggling oh, i'm struggling because i guarantee you they'll push you through if you ask the right person they'll push you through whereas if you were to do that in the corporate world and say hey, look i can't keep up with the job blah 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 hr get involved you're an investigation the manager you thinks you're a pain in the arse you become the whining one or whatever it might be. But in entrepreneurship, if you're struggling, deals are falling through, you're losing money, you put your hand up and you admit you're finding it hard. And out of nowhere, Archangel comes down and all of a sudden you're back on your feet. That doesn't happen in the corporate world. That does happen in the entrepreneurship yeah. world. Yeah, I, like, I like that. And just on a just on a sort of personal note, what, what do you, I say personal note, this is for, this is for everyone. What, what would you say is, one of the most insightful lessons you've learned from Alan Sugar. Oh well, well, I mean, from him personally, I haven't, I haven't spent that, I haven't, I haven't really had that quality time. But I, I know, I know people that have. But you know, I know that his son went to buy, you know, a Porsche where he bought a Porsche um, under Alan Sugar's um, funds, and Alan Sugar uh, sent it straight back and. <laughs> Absolutely bollocks and son saying, what on earth are you doing buying a Porsche? You haven't earned it. So, you know, he has uh, the one thing I like about him. I mean, what I would say about money, you know, from people that I have who, who do have money that I've worked with, what it does allow you to do, you don't have to put up with shit anymore. In the corporate world, people don't want to speak up because they're in fear of their jobs. And then they don't want eyes on them, like a little bit of a black mark, like, oh, you know, HR are watching me. If you have money, you don't have to put up with shit. You can park on a double yellow because it's convenient. You know, you can pay a ticket. It doesn't matter. It's convenient. Yeah. You can have private medical care. So in the result of money, you don't have to put up with shit anymore. That is one of the benefits. What would you, as we as we bring this to a close, what would be the last piece that you want to leave someone with? Uh, I would just say, like Jim Rohn said, you know, formal education will make you a living. Um but self-education is the answer to all fulfillment because it's you're, you're solely responsible. And for the individuals that turn around and say that they can't do self-education, it's because they're not willing. They're, they're yeah. not up. Yeah. So self-education self is the biggest game changer because you're at your own mercy. You can go quick or you can go slow. You can listen to a book quick on 1.5 or 2 speed, or you can listen to it on 0 0.5. It's up to you. But self-education will be the result of success in the end. I truly believe that. I, I agree. And where can people find you, Aaron? Uh, so, I mean, look, www.aaronnightly.co.uk, TikTok Aaron Knightley, Instagram Aaron Knightley Official, um, Aaron Knightley on YouTube. So, uh, you know, Aaron Knightley on Google, whatever, whatever it might be. And then I'm open to everyone. You know, I answer to absolutely everyone. Um, it's literally, I'm there for value. And and to give the sort of the no BS side of it, I'm not here flashing a Rolex, driving a, you know, a fancy car or anything like that. It's just literally in my own lane. Love that, man. And I'm going to put all the stuff in the description for people so they know where to find you. Um, but listen, if you're still here, again, remember what I said at the f first part of the podcast. Implement something. If you take one single thing away from this conversation, implement it. You'll be a little bit a little bit further than where you already are. And that's what these podcasts are all about. If you're still here, again, thank you for your time. We went top 200 in the UK. We're currently running a new series called Five Minutes With. So I'd advise you to go and watch that with some of the biggest names in the UK right now. Go check out Aaron, go follow him, go sub 
you know what to do. Just do something helpful, man. We're all out here. We're hustling. We're, we're on the grind. Um, again, listen, I love you. I appreciate all your time. But for now, we'll see you next time. God bless. Let's go.